Hey guys, it's Ryan. Just wanted to give you a quick preview about what's to come on this episode of the podcast. Carlos and I talk about the new signings and also Olympic Booker. Stay tuned for more information. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of House of Phoenix Sounds Podcast. This is your host, Carlos Roman, alongside Ryan Cirque. We're back to another episode. A lot of things happening. And Ryan, hopefully you're doing good and let's get ready to start it. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing really well. I'm excited to get back to the second episode. First one I, I really enjoyed and I hope everyone uh, listening did as well. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things happening right now, and we talk about uh, Chris Paul, Cameron Payne, what the Suns were gonna do around the season. So what what happened this week? I know James Jones did their move with the front office, and we got Paul back. Yeah, and uh, I mean, uh, getting Chris Paul back is a big big bonus for us. It's just I don't know about the long term deal with that because he is expected to make around $30 million when he's around 40 years old. I know it's a team option, I believe, and uh, it's front-loaded, the contract is, so he might not be making that much. But at you the don't... same time, you got to think about, are we really willing to pay this guy that much money for that long? You don't think this signing was more to keep strong our core and keep uh, Devin Booker happy? I mean, that's probably it, <laughs> because if Chris Paul leaves... You expect Cameron Payne to be the starting point guard for a playoff contending team, championship contending team, you could say. Yeah, and the the hardest thing to to say and and, and feel at the same moment it's Devin Booker. It's always in that freaking thin line that if something happens, he's gonna leave because he know like the rest of the league will do anything to have him and. And keeping Chris Paul, I think it was a good idea. I was not convinced about the money, even since we got it for we got him for um, when we trade him from Oklahoma City. We were complaining about the money, and he did the job. But since he got hurt in the final, I think he was gassed a little bit. Keeping remember, he got COVID during the playoff. Yeah. So I. Uh, I understand what we're doing is the smart and, and, and also keeping Cameron Payne for another three more years. Yeah, and I mean, Cameron Payne has another three years to learn under Chris Paul, which I think is fantastic. And eventually he'll be the guy to step up and replace of Chris Paul. Um, but like you said, that Chris Paul ended up getting injured towards the later stages of the playoffs, and that could be because of age. And if he's going to only get older, can he stay healthy? I know he's a vegan now, and that's supposed to help a lot. I don't, I don't really know, but uh, you never know what could happen with him being. I wouldn't say old because he's not really that old, but in basketball terms, he is. He is kind of old. Yeah, as a as an athlete, it's it's just it's getting done, almost done. I mean, he knows um, he's he can steal ball, but it's just it's just crazy. So you think Cameron Payne is our? point guard for the future i mean there's no 
proof that he's not right now because he's the backup point guard. I don't know who else it would be. I don't. It doesn't look like we're going to draft anybody anytime soon because we're competing for championships right now. Like the timeline really went crazy from where we were to where we are now in this short amount of time. So I I think right now you have to say Cameron Payne is the the future starting point guard for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, especially that we we're not well. I would not say we don't believe in the draft, but after so many years being in lottery pick and and just being um, excited about going to the draft and and having James Jones saying he he just want players or he will be focused on getting players of 24, 24 25 years older because he can build a championship championship team. So in in less than three years, he put the team in the final. So I think. It's a great idea. It's the only way to winning, and, and all the winning teams, if you can, if you can see, they're never focused on draft. It's just a plus. It's an add, but at the same time, we got to be focused on getting mature guys, especially having this big experience this year, going to the finals, and and also bringing again a guy that have experience a lot in the league, and it can, you know, share it to our guys. Yeah, and and that, that's a big thing because. For example, the Landry Shamit trade, the Javon Carter for the first-round pick this year for Landry Shamit. I think that was also – you you mentioned experience, which is a, a big thing, which we have a lot of now. Um, but another big thing is that I was reading about is that would you rather pay Landry Shamit less money than Javon Carter and the first-round pick combined – well, I think I'll, I'll be I'll Shaman. be honest. I'll, I'll be honest with you. And every year is the same story. Oh, this year it's uh, the draft is very loaded, and we gotta like get the guys. But at the end of the day, this is just you never know. So especially when you're getting superstars, getting draft and the 15 pick, 16 pick, there's nothing is guaranteed. So I, I feel like with Jamet. Trading him for, I mean, I know Javon Carter, it was nice. It was a people person, fan fanatic. Like, people love him. But at the end of the day, he was the last guy on the bench. Yeah, we and especially him. here in West Virginia. They love him. Exactly. Yeah, so we trade him. We trade him, and I think Shemet, he's going to be a huge role trying to uh, come in from the bench. And, and I think what I see, what I see is getting on court with Cameron Payne, and they can – Fiction has a point guard, shooting guard at the same time, both player. But are you happy about this signing? This trade? I mean, I've always liked Landry Shamit. I, my roommate a couple years ago, he he was a big fan of the 76ers when Shamit was still there, and he I, I mm. remember watching him a lot, and he was just money from three point all the time. I was like, wow. So you think he he you think he's finally the guy that we need from the bench to cover Devin Booker? I think he is a better version of Langston Galloway. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially so, we people can't forget we try to pursue um, Luke Kennard, but yeah, he got he got traded to the Clippers. But and I think that was Shaman, that was a guy that we really want. Yeah, and Shamit is kind of like Luke Kennard in the sense that he's just there to shoot threes. And I I not a hundred percent sure how good his defense is, honestly, but. That could be a problem. However, it's also off the bench, so it's not like he's guarding their best player or their starting five, really. Yeah, and, and if we if we want to keep that positive vibe, we can say 
Landry Shamet started a lot of game for the Nets this year, especially with Kyrie injured. And um, that was a lot of things that we, we, we need to look for it. And, and especially with the Sixers, he started some games, but they know and we know he's not for the starting role. But coming from the bench, which is something that we really need, we discussed that in the last episode. You can look for it on Anchor app or any other that you like to listen to. But I think Shemaine is a good ad. But talk me a little bit, uh, Jabel McGee, something that surprised a lot of people. The Suns haven't announced it like official yet, but House of Phoenix Suns already posted. What's up with that, Ryan? I mean, Javel McGee, he's been on multiple contending teams. He's won NBA championships. He's really what we needed, I feel, because I, as I mentioned last episode, is that our biggest need was a backup big man. Because DeAndre Ayton, he can only do so much. He gets tired. Every Everyone does. Dario's out. Jalen Smith, we don't really know, but we'll get into that later. And Frank Kaminsky, he played in the NBA Finals, surprisingly. And he didn't do terrible, but I would much rather have a guy like JaVale McGee coming off the bench with his defense and his scoring which and rebounding, which is really all you need from a backup big. It's just those three things. And mm-hmm. it's not going to be too much of a difference between what Aiton brings to the court and what JaVale McGee will bring to the court. Aiton is better, obviously, but it won't be that big of a drop-off as it is when we bring on Dario Saric because Dario and Aiton are completely different players. McGee and Aiton aren't so different. Yeah, especially with Dario Saric getting injured from his knees, so we, we don't know what to expect for next year. So we didn't move correctly. And I, I don't know if you feel the same way as me, but every time the Suns are doing a move, I said, like, damn, James Jones is it's really doing something smart. Finally. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying him. I'm saying about the franchise. We finally, uh, well, it looks like we're doing the right moves. But with Jabelle McGee, I think it's a huge help for DeAndre Ayton. And we're not expecting him to play 20, 25 minutes. But at least our young guy need to rest a little bit, especially yeah. he needs some help on the paint. Like like exactly. you mentioned, like rebounds. Like Jabelle McGee is another seven-footer. He already won champ- one championship with the Warriors, with the Lakers, and now he's staying with his sin division, like knowing already this player. So I think I'm positive about it. He's a veteran. Me too. He's good. He's also yep. a former MVP, a Shaqton MVP. <laughs> he used to be terrible when he was the Wizard, <laughs> but I think with like getting the right the right um, opportunities in the league, he got better. But also, I think it's more for teaching a little bit Jalen Smith and DeAndre Ayton how to play in the paint. And and I think that was something that um, Tyson Chandler was trying to do back then with players like Marquis Chris that it's no longer a Suns, thank God. But I think he's going to be like a teacher. And and also, I think Jalen Smith, what do you think about him? Expecting him a lot for for what we can do. Uh, I I posted about it earlier that James Jones and Monty Williams both want him to be a part of the rotation. So I think Summer League, which starts today, but the episode won't be released till tomorrow, so we'll know more about how that went tomorrow. But I am mm-hmm. really excited to see Jalen Smith perform in the Summer League because he hasn't he, – he got COVID. He had some injuries, and he hasn't really played in a, a long yeah, time. Yeah, he got a – like. I haven't went, seen him play in ages. 
a lot of, a lot of struggles, but we can forget about talking about Devin Gold Booker. How you feel about having a superstar guy with a gold medal in the team? I'm really happy that he won something because yes. losing losing the NBA championship has got to be killer. I I don't know what he went through during that time, but comes back. <laughs> hey, especially especially winning winning the goal with two guys that he faced like yeah. not even not even a month ago. Exactly. And then a month later he he gets a, a gold medal and which shows that you're you're a part of the best team in the world. NBA shows that you're the part of the best team in in the US. So I I I would rather have an NBA championship, but a gold medal is the second best thing and it's his first thing that he's ever won. So he's got to be really excited and want to win more games because of that. Yeah, maybe maybe for the United States winning a gold medal in basketball is not like a big thing for like compared to any other countries, but still big. And I think for Devin Booker after a another amazing year, but finally recognized by the media and the fans and I hate the narrative about he's the next Kobe Bryant. I still think he he will be the next Devin Booker. Comparisons are going to be the same because if he was his idol, he will copy a lot of things. But I think Devin Booker, what he's trying to look is to get that champion experience, get to know with guys that won already. He is very mature for his age, especially like after coming this past two All-Stars. He, he went, he is an All-Star, but he didn't work directly by boats. He was because someone got injured. So I think he got that ship on his shoulder that he needs to show the league who he is and especially playing with superstars and that's how he did and and we got to look that the the US the US national team he they they were struggling at the start of this Olympics and the exhibition games they lost some games and they changed their rotation and Devin Booker was part of the starting ball that's that's more amazing he finished playing a gold medal game he he didn't show up like in numbers, but they still won. Yeah, and and what was really good to see is how good he was on defense because everyone complains about how Devin Booker doesn't know how to play defense. He's only a scorer, puts up empty mm-hmm. stats. But if it comes down to it, he can always not score and perform defensively like he did in the final game. So what kind of benefit we can see from Devin Booker? Well, Benefit for the team seeing Devin Booker winning a gold medal in the Olympics. The big thing would be experience and then also the coaching. He, he was coached under Greg Popovich. He was playing with a bunch of other superstars. He's only really played with one superstar in Chris Paul, which was only for one year. So this mm-hmm. experience, having a whole month of just playing with these guys, learning uh, from Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Kevin Durant, all those guys that have won NBA championships to see what they do to to prepare for games like that. And maybe Devin Booker will learn from that and spread it on to our team, which I think is the best-case scenario. Uh, this might surprise you, but I'm one of those people that never have seen the whole The Last Dance documentary about Michael really? Jordan. Really? Yes. I don't know. I've never been like a really big fan of Jordan. And and, and it is nothing. I'm not a hater. I'm not like LeBron is better. I'm just in every sport. I'm like that. Like the fan favorite. I usually not support it. Like I'm a soccer guy and I'm always like say the same thing. I'm not a Messi or a Cristiano supporter, but that's not the point. I remember watching this clip. 
uh, Michael Jordan saying about something about the Team USA of 92 Olympics. He was saying like he went over there to see all their weakness because eventually he will gonna face them in the NBA and someone like whoever is saying that he won six championships. So with Devin Booker could be the same. He's still young. He's the oldest guys playing against him, of course. Is not the superstars of the league like hold, the whole them because we know Team USA can can bring up another team. Like they if they won they can have a yeah. way better team 100%. than what they got. But still, like from young players, he can see what what to expect. Especially like Drew Holiday and Milton. Like he probably will face them again. But yeah, I it's, a be good, it's a good it's a good experience to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And who doesn't want to have a gold medal on their on the resume? Well, hey, don't forget about Jabril McGee. He got he He's got into also the team. A champion. Yeah, like people don't talk about him. He he got over there because Kevin Love um, say no. He was injured, but at the end of the day, he was part of it, which is amazing. Like a lot of players say no to go to the Olympics, and Jabel got that experience and got the gold medal so that's another ad for us um for the season and, and and like we end the last episode like what what we expect about the Suns. so I, i'm coming back with this question again after bringing back these guys knowing what what's happening summer league is coming up what what we can expect for for this group again for this season i mean i, I think the expectations should be western conference finals Again. Get, get get there, yeah. I mean, the Lakers look very good on paper. Don't know how good they'll actually be because they're they're old, older. They have a lot of ball handlers that need the ball. So I don't want to talk about the Lakers, but they are the biggest threat in the West, I have to say it. And then behind the Lakers, I don't see why it wouldn't be us. I like their team. I, I really like their team, but I think the – the key, and I think the player that will make a lot of difference will be Kendrick Nunn. I, I can't pretty, believe that the I can't believe it. On. Like a lot, of, a lot of team offer way more money to him, and he still signed for the Lakers. Everyone but, signed for the Lakers. Yeah, because they want to win. Like they're a winning team, so they trying to get the easiest way to win. So good teams are always like lucky in this case. To win it, but I think the Suns still got a good team to at least go far. Yeah, and, me too. And people have to figure it out. Like, let's take for example the Brooklyn Nets. How much time people spend saying they're gonna win the championship? They, they didn't even make at it. The beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like they didn't even make the finals because of what injuries. So that's the criticism. Like right now about the Lakers and getting old. Like for us, we got. Like, we got Chris Paul with over 35 years old, but the rest of the guys are young. That's why we stay healthy the whole season, and I think it's going to still happening again. Like, same thing. Oh, a lot of injuries this year and all that kind of stuff. Well, could happen again. Like, I think the the, the, the difference and what it benefits us is the high pace that we play. Like, we play... High tempo, uh, we're quick in fast breaks, and I think bringing back Cameron Payne is a huge relief for for our organization. Yeah, I, I agree, because campaign 
not only is there to back up Chris Paul in case Chris Paul gets injured or anything, but it seems like he's also a team player. Everyone loves for him to be there and whatnot. I, I, I think our biggest strength is how well we get along with each other because I don't know how the Lakers will do, and but the, the, the Clippers, they didn't look like a team when Kawhi was there. It looked like it was Kawhi's team, but then when Kawhi got injured, it, they, yep. seemed, they seemed more like a team to me, and they played – Pretty good. I mean, they took us to six games. So, and then you, yeah, you look but, at the Bucks. They they look like a complete team as well. Yes, it was Giannis's team, but everyone mm-hmm. understood their role and they all were happy to be there. I mean, and that's we, what I think lo- the Suns are trying to do. We love to see superstars playing really well in the league, but more exciting is to see teams playing well together. But since you're listening to this show, don't forget to follow House of Phoenix Suns underscore on Instagram. Also, you can listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, whatever you want. It's going to be available. This is the first part of the episode. We're going to go on a quick break. Then when we get back, we're going to talk about the rumors about the Suns. What's going to happen? Who we're going to get? What we can expect? I know we we have talked a lot about this in the past episode and in this part of the episode. But stay tuned and we go back with more. Yes, I love the gossip about NBA rumors. Hey guys, it's Ryan from House of Phoenix Suns. As many of you guys know, my original account got deleted, but I'm back with House of Phoenix Suns underscore on Instagram. If you want to listen to more of the podcast, visit houseoffoenixsuns.com. Or if you want to read articles that I write about any of the Suns news, you can check that out too. Make sure to stay tuned to the second part of the episode. Thank you everyone for staying for our show. This is Carlos, the host of House of Phoenix Suns podcast alongside Ryan Cirque. And don't forget to follow the page House of Phoenix Suns underscore on Instagram. And also, if you want to listen to our show, you can go on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google Pass, Google Podcast, whatever you want. And Ryan, at the first part of the episode, we talk about uh, the new signings about the Phoenix Suns. And also, a little bit, we we talk about um, Devin Booker getting the goal in the Olympics and also a guy that... We forgot a little bit, Jalen Smith, that is going to start playing the Summer League um, today, and we're expecting a lot from him. So what you can say about him? Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do. I mean, he didn't have a lot of opportunities to show he didn't have any what he did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he played a total of 27 games and played about six minutes Six minutes each of those games. So that's not really enough for a lottery Man, pick he, to show. He, he played less than my, my player on 2K. Uh, you know, when you get into the NBA. <sighs> and and I know your my player is not minutes. very good. Oof. A lot of tough. Yeah. I mean, it's been a rough year for I know. him. Like, it, it, eventually, well, typically it's hard for a rookie to settle in in the league, like, right over. And especially, expectations were high with someone that um was a lottery pick and especially picking him over above him um Tyler Halliburton still hurt me but yeah me too and that's that's something that will will push him a little bit more I was pretty excited like his highlight I didn't see him in college to be honest with you but his highlights like always he, he looked pretty good he can shoot the three he's athletic um, but I think his his goal for this year have to be getting a little bit more bigger, getting more mass, more muscle, to start over and and, and can you know fight on the paint. 
So do you want to hear his stats for this yeah, season? Yeah, bring it. I mean, you said he played six minutes, so let's say. Yeah, so in 27 games played, he played a, about six minutes each of those games. He averaged two points, one and a half rebounds on 44% shooting and 23% from three-pointing. Wow. What do you think about those stats? I mean, they took me by surprise when I first saw them because I was like, wow, that is that is not very good. That's terrible, especially for a lottery pick. <laughs> okay. I didn't want to be that guy, I mean, but it was it was not good at all. Especially, I, I don't... I mean, typically a guy with that... I mean, I think Deshaun Alexander got better stats, to be honest with you. And he really never played. But I think the fact of getting injured at the start of the season, getting COVID, was a huge factor yeah. for his uh, development, I guess. Because we don't have that enough guys to teach him how to do the job. Especially coming to a team that really need his, his talent and uh, right over because Jalen Smith is not Jay Crowder, but he can't he he can no. learn a little bit from him, especially he taller than him. But what you can't expect yeah, from if, him if, um on the summer league. I mean, if like you mentioned, Jalen Smith can just be a bigger Jay Crowder, that would be fantastic actually because. Jay Crowder is a great three-point shooter, great defender. He just sometimes he's not big enough to defend bigger guys, which in this case, Jalen Smith is big enough to do that. He just has to get stronger because Jay Crowder is stronger than Jalen Smith. Yeah. Which, I mean, it makes sense because he's a veteran. He's been in the league a lot longer. So it's just about him getting experience, and this is a big opportunity for him in the summer league to to show what he can do. And I, I expect him to show that he's a good three-point shooter and he, he's good on offense. I, I'm not sure how he'll do on defense because coming out of college, he was pretty good at mm-hmm. defense. But we'll see how it goes in the summer league because it's actual NBA players, NBA caliber players. So yeah. we'll see. Playing, playing with, men, see what, playing what with men is harder, but my expectation from uh, Jalen Smith in this summer league is to be the best player in the team, period. Like he, oh, he has, he to, has be. to be. He has to be. He has to be the best player on court every every night, especially with guys that we don't even know. Because we got two Jalen Smith on the team, one with two A's and one with <laughs> yeah, uh, Jalen 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 and Jalen. So let's see. I mean, I'm not that excited about summer league anymore. Especially we, our goals changed a little bit. It's especially like going to the finals is not because we like feel more than anyone right now, but. We are another team. We we went to another level, and especially, especially now with so many rumors, Ryan. Um, I know you have some of it, and that's why I love the page. Like, you're very legit posting the news. You're not talking about, you know, what just mentioned. But what we what we are seeing right now, what kind of rumors sounds like pretty likely to happen. I mean, Alfred Payton coming back to the Sun seems very, very likely. I've I've heard that he already signed. Pineapple head. I'm I'm not going to say that he's officially signed because I'm not 100% sure yet either. But I would not be surprised if they announced that Alfred Payton is signing All right. a one-year you said, deal. You said you are not 100% sure if he's going to sign. Or, yes. But do you think 
he's going to sign? Like, like personal? Opinion? I think he will. Okay. I think he will. My my judgment says that he will sign. And the Landry Shamet trade will make more sense if we sign him. I will. Yeah, it does. Like we'll tell you, he's like Shamet is only for shooting, and I guess I'm guessing here Peyton will come here for ball handling, because what I see on a playoff is that Cameron Payne he really can score. He he don't have a really good shot style, you know. But he yes. can he can score. He can go to paint. He can shoot the three whenever we need it. So he he's actually not bad. No, he's not bad. I, I mean, I got a ton of friends saying, "No, he garbage." And he do. And then no. next round, oh, he garbage. And then Western Conference Final, damn, he good. And then finals, oh, he's amazing. You guys lost because he didn't play enough. And I was like, well, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah, I mean, so looking back on it, right. Alfred Payton was the starting point guard for the Suns, what, two years ago, three years ago, something like that. I think he like, was on the team when we um, when Booker scored 70. I might be wrong. I need to check again that roster. I, I, Maybe I, not, I, but I think he was. We'll say he joined when Aiden joined, right? I think we'll say yeah. roughly that time. Yeah. So 2018, he was the starting point guard. So to give you perspective of how much the timeline jumped, he leaves, does his thing elsewhere, whatever, doesn't matter. He comes back three years later, maybe four now, depending on when we start, and he is the third string point guard for the Suns. Like that is crazy how we can we're able to do that to get quality guys in to make Alfred Payton a third string point guard. Which four three four years ago he was our starter, clear as day, and he he got a triple double I think his first game. Yeah. So it's it's a pretty good signing. Ultimately, if he can perform at the level that everyone expects him to perform, coming off the bench as a third string point guard, this could be a really good signing, honestly. Yeah, I think I think what we can add to is uh, he he used to be the starting point guard of the New York Knicks, which they ended four in the Eastern um, Conference, yeah. and he got injured later on, so. Probably we getting a great pickup. He can't he can't shoot, but probably that's not gonna be gonna be his role. So thinking out what we got, yeah, when thinking, you have thinking out what we got for one year is a great signing. Yeah, you might as well give it a shot. And you said he, he can't shoot, but he's gonna be surrounded by Cam Johnson, Landry Shamit, hopefully Jalen Smith with a good shot. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. And who, who who knows? I mean, and JaVel McGee, who, who will just be standing there grabbing rebounds and dunking it. Yeah, I think I think he, he's a good ad. And I don't know what kind of other rumors you have listened this past few days because we, we, we can't forget the the free agent signings started on the August 2nd, which is less than a week from now. And, and we see a lot of teams making moves and makes everything exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what else we have because I think we have two or three more open open spots, not including Alfred Payton if he does sign. So, And we have money available for one-year deals. So I hope we end up doing something. How much money we, it just we really on what. So from what I saw, I'm very confused, it's a lot of uh, MLE, BLE, stupid terminology. But So right now, we we have, I think... 
like $10 million to spend, okay. not including like vet minimums and whatnot. So we could sign a decent level player for 10, a $10 million one-year deal. And who can be that guy? Still. I, I There were rumors of uh, Paul Millsap, which I would love, but it's still yet to be oh, seen. That's crazy. Like We, we keep beating um, the Denver Nuggets. So we started with with the fans, with the Suns in four, then we still in JaBel McGee, and now we get... Literally beating the yeah, Nuggets. literally beating the Nuggets. <laughs> the Suns in four, four <laughs> then we got... Then we got JaBel McGee, that he barely played with them, still don't know why, because at the end of the series, he got some minutes after Jokic was done, and he played really well. So I, I expect him to do the same thing. And Paul Millsap, another guy, pretty good talent, and... and and all that kind of things, and but he needs to stay healthy. And the other day I was listening to some news, and it's not a rumor for the Suns, but I was going to ask you about it. Do you want Kevin Love at Phoenix? He, I mean, he, if he, he takes might, a, a he pay might, cut, yeah. He might do a buyout from from the Cavaliers, so the expectation that is, would be perfect. To, of course, maybe join the Lakers, but... Why not us? Shocker. Do you, you, you would like him for the Suns? I mean, yeah, it doesn't hurt at all, especially if Jalen Smith isn't the player we all expect him to be and want him to be because Kevin Love can can be that guy, shoot three-pointers, just be just be there and be a threat to, to score every time down the floor. So that will help either Cameron Payne or Alfred Payton, whoever's going to be the main backup. Probably Cameron Payne, but help him spread out the floor and give him more weapons to work with. Yeah, what what is not gonna make a lot of sense is saying that we're gonna give a lot of minutes to Jalen Smith and we got Jabelle and then we sign Paul Mills up or Kevin Love because I think yeah. that's eventually what we need, especially in the finals. We lack in a lot of experience, and when you look on the court, like the only two guys that you probably can say. They got the experience we need with Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. After that, yes. all of young kids. But, well, if you tell me who who is the guy that I'm expecting a lot, I mentioned it last episode, and it's Cam Johnson. I think this could be his year. Maybe he could. He's, he's so he good. He need to be our sixth man. He need to be playing 25 to 30 minutes a game. But, I don't know. We got the sec- I we, agree. We got the second best record in the league. Last year, by only one game behind the Utah Jazz, but uh, this year, this year is gonna be a lot different. I expect us to be top five still, but why not? Why not us? The the West West is always getting harder, right? I mean, that's that's what happens every year. But I think we are putting together. We, we got better as well. I I think there's no doubt in my mind that we we got better as a team. So now it's just about going out and actually performing. Because as you mentioned, Cam Johnson being a sixth man, he can play two, three, and four. Like he can play any of those positions off the bench. So it's a real weapon to have coming off. I know it's going to sound crazy, but I always feel like with the losses, like sports, they're good because you'll learn how how to figure it out what you need. But... What kind of positive things you can take from this lose, this losing series in the finals? Like losing in the finals against the Bucks with this kind of players. Like what, what kind of good things 
you can take from this. I mean, what every NBA legend likes to say, Charles Barkley mentioned this not too long ago about LeBron, how he didn't have to struggle uh, before winning a championship. Every Everybody has to struggle a little bit before winning. Everyone has to experience some sort of heartbreak. The, the Bucks experienced it the past two years where they couldn't make it out of the East. But we have now experienced what it's like to lose in the NBA Finals. Everybody that was a part of that roster, nobody had had that happen to them before. Devin Booker's probably the closest losing to Wisconsin back in college, but that's completely different. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I know these guys, they don't want to feel that pain again. And now that Devin Booker knows what it's like to win a gold medal, like winning is a lot better feeling than losing, and now he knows that. So it's about understanding what you did wrong and learning from that to move on and, and win games. Yeah, you know how crazy his life. He he got, like, in this past five years, he got so used to losing. And now, a huge turnaround, he's getting used to winning. <laughs> so, that's a good thing. And, and I think for po positive way, positive way about ending this NBA Finals with a loss, it's, we, we see that we have a caliber team, like, team that can't reach the the finals again i don't care every year is gonna be harder could be the east could be could be the west like this is the nba like teams are gonna make moves eventually we're making moves too yeah like some teams are gonna stay in misery but other teams are gonna come and show up like we did last year so what i can say is after this loss we figured out what we really need so I'm expecting. Yes, and that was Javale McGee, I think. Exactly. So has a team, our record possibly changed, might not be as great like this year, but I feel like has a team, we're gonna be playing better, if that makes sense. Yes, uh, I agree. And the thing, the biggest difference between between our team is that. In the regular season, we played really good basketball. We were spreading spreading it, passing the ball well, and then it seemed the games that like that four game losing streak in in the NBA Finals, we weren't playing to our identity. And I think I've mentioned this before, but we played like the 2018 Suns, where it's Booker doing everything and everyone else is just kind of watching and not supporting. Hmm. Well. I, I agree, but to finish this episode, and I want to thank you, Ryan, for another opportunity to make this show. Uh, don't forget to follow House of Phoenix Suns on the score on Instagram, and like I always said, listen to us on Anchor app, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, I don't know. Anchor app have so many options that you can go and listen to our show, but I want to finish this episode with this question, um, Ryan, and, and talking about Chris Ball. And his expectations. Give me a little bit of his stats that he's gonna have this year. What do you expect? So my prediction for Chris Paul's yeah. stats. I think he will probably have 18 points a game, roughly. Okay. Um, I'll say 11 assists a game. Okay. And while shooting 45% and 35% from three. That's good. For me, 
I think yeah, I not, think not bad. I think he's staying around eighteen to twenty points per game. But in okay. assists, I think he's going thirteen. You think he's going that high? Yeah, because it, it's going to be his second year. His second year with the Suns, he get more confident. Players got more confident. So I think if we share the ball this year, next year would be way more because we knew we knew, and now we know that playing together is how we are strong. So Chris will know. He will run less. <laughs> I guarantee he's going to run That's less. My, I hope he's running less. He's going to run less, but he's going to pass more, especially he trusts these guys a lot. So thank you for listening. This is how we end today. Don't forget to follow. Keep posting. Next episode, we have the Instagram question. So whatever you want to ask us, put over there. Ryan's going to ask. So stay tuned for more information. And don't forget to follow House of Phoenix Suns. And you can always listen live on the relevant app. Thank you, guys. See you later.